0: know how to take your home from lackluster to blockbuster? Need to know the latest interior design trends? Then you'll be right at home with the Find It, Style It podcast, hosted by Lauren Keenan, where we show you how easy it is to create beautiful spaces and turn your house into a home you'll love. Find it, style it. Shake it! If you're a fan of the TV show Mad Men, or you've ever wanted to travel to glamorous Palm Springs, then you are going to love this episode of the Find It, Style It podcast, where we are taking Style School to visit mid century modern design. We're going to tell you what it is, where to shop for it, and how you can incorporate the look into your home. Find it. Style It. Hey, podcasters. I am Lauren. Welcome to the Find It Style It podcast.
1: Hello, hello. Scott Keenan here, co driver of the podcast. Great to be with you today, Lauren, to talk mid century modern as we go back in time a little bit. Yes, mid 20th century, we should say. Yeah. <laughs> <In> as <case laughs> yeah, this- people
0: were thinking it was like the 16th century or, you know, mid 1700s or yeah, something Yeah, good, like good,
1: good pointer to start with. And of course, going back to the time that Hollywood has been looking at a lot lately through shows like you mentioned off the top there, Mad Men, one of our favourites. We've binge watched many an episode over uh, long weekends of, of I that know. great series. watch
0: three or four in a row and then regret it because you know you're going to come to the end of the box set faster than
1: you'd hope. It's a great show and I think one of the great parts of that show is it really catalogues a particular point in time.
0: Yeah, well, the show really starts in the late 1950s and then we see it progress all the way through to the early 1970s. So the period of architecture and design that we're talking about today, mid-century modern, really did start sort of in that 1950s period or that's when it was gaining a lot of steam. So, yeah, Mad Men's a perfect example, and recommend anyone gets on their Apple TV or goes down a to- JB Hi-Fi and pick themselves up some uh, DVDs for a great weekend's worth watching
1: and some inspiration in terms of um, styling and design as well. I- I've got a quick question though for you. I suppose it comes from my uh, my love of uh, you know, Don Draper and-, and his suaveness. Is it right that you know one of the key style pointers for mid century modern design is uh, like a whiskey cabinet or a whiskey trolley in every office and home?
0: I think it was for Don Draper. He might have had two <laughs> or three in each room, <laughs> given how much he drank, but. Um- I'm not sure if everybody who lived throughout that time period may have uh, you know, had their own whiskey cabinet, but it certainly sounds quite glamorous, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and it's something that um, if I was doing a, a mid-century modern styled uh, room or property, I'd be wanting to bring that in and then enjoy the benefits of it afterwards. So why don't we start off the top? I love starting these uh, style school episodes, talking a bit of history and putting some of this into context. You've already talked about the time period where this lies, sort of the 40s, 50s, 60s. So how did this style come about during that period?
0: Well, it very much came out of the end of World War Two, So um, we are talking 1940s to 1960s, and in this case, mid-century modern, we're focusing in on the US. So there was definitely a modernism movement in Europe as well, which is a, a little bit different, but this very popular style that we see um, – is is very much sort of a US style and uh, it's one that people have really picked up on. So 1940s to 1960s, you can imagine there were a lot of soldiers coming back from war. They needed really fast and affordable housing and because there'd been so many advancements in technology um, and production and manufacturing, um, you know, while the war was happening. This was really an opportunity for architects and designers to embrace those new mass production skills and really basically churn out this, you know, cheap housing. But it was seen as sort of good design for all. So it was allowing everybody access to what was seen as a, you know, beautifully designed home.
1: So what were some of the new materials that they were using during that period?
0: Well, we were seeing um, metal frames, so steel frames for houses, using glass um, more prominently in design, uh, vinyl for furnishings, and even things like plywood, which we talked a little bit about in industrial last week, and we know that that sort of came later as Mm. well. But um, that was something that was coming about during this time period as well. And what I find interesting is that in these sort of original mid century modern homes, the architecture would come first and then they design, you know, the actual fittings for the inside and then came the furniture. But quite often it was designed by all the same people. So really? yeah. Okay. Which is not necessarily how we would do things now. If we did, it would be super high end custom. And we're yeah, talking, that's true. you know, about homes that were being designed for lots Everyday of people to people. have access to. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And interestingly those Furniture pieces that we were just talking about that were designed to be a little bit more accessible, they now sell for thousands. You know, they've got iconic status amongst design, you know, cultists.
1: And is there a lot of that stuff around? Like, can you pick that stuff up pretty easily or is it?
0: Well, not easily. You'd have to, you know, go hunting for it, but it is still available. I think there'll come a time when. Everybody has bought all the good pieces, and um, you—you know—it sounds a bit morbid, but you have to wait for the next raft of people to <laughs> drop off the perch, yep. um, so things can be for sale again. But. There are definitely places um, I know of in Sydney, which we're going to talk about in a little while, where you can look for uh, originals, um, even new versions um, of originals as well. So yeah, they're definitely still av- available.
1: Okay, so that's the history and the background. What do we get stuck into here? The the sort of the principles of mid-century modern design. If you're a fan of it but don't know how to describe it, or if you want to learn a little bit more about it, this is probably a good, a good section of the show here to, to really listen up. What are the essential elements of mid-century modern design?
0: There are quite a few, and I'm going to get to those, but what I will say to begin with is that as I go through this list, people will start to realise, even though this was a design style back from the 1940s to 1960s, there's a lot of really contemporary things that we've embraced and are still embracing that were sort of thought of by these guys back you know, 60 years ago. Yeah, right. So the first one is minimalism. So really doing away with anything unnecessary. So it applied to architecture, it applied to the way the homes are furnished, everything. So they only wanted beautiful things on display and they would rather have less things, but have them beautiful. So So
1: simplicity reigns.
0: Simplicity, but not simplicity, bare bones, nothing in there, nothing to appreciate. It was about Showcasing the few beautiful things that you had on display rather than having you know ten things that you wanted to have the uh, the spotlight. I think my second uh, principle really carries on from that is that even though it was minimalist, it still had character and it didn't feel clinical. And that was really because of the use of timbers and patterns and things like that, that's helped bring it to life. The third principle I wanted to talk about, and I think we can all identify with this, especially in Australia, is this flow between indoors and outdoors. It's something that we all really try to um, create in our homes because... Here in Australia, we have great weather in most parts of the country and we can enjoy that indoor-outdoor feel.
1: And there are designers and builders who have actually made a, a living out of that, people like Jamie Jury, who yeah. you've interviewed in the past who actually – have evolved that idea further into, you know, he sort of branded it transterior and I think we've talked about that before, but, but he's actually playing on something that's really important to a lot of people's lives and to the design of how we, we live in our homes now.
0: Yeah, and I think we take it for granted now, but at the time when mid-century modern was coming about, it was quite rev- revolutionary that you would be able to live in sort of both spaces and, and treat the outdoors like, uh, you know, another room. Next up, just thinking when it comes to furniture pieces, we're looking for things that have really simple lines. So they're unfussy. Uh, some of the furniture, as I said a little minute ago, um, that was designed back then has become really iconic. So things like the Eames chairs that now fetch a really hefty price tag. I'm going to tell you where you can buy some of those a bit later on if you're loaded.
1: And is that the sort of thing you pick up replicas of as well?
0: You can do, yeah. And people have different opinions on that. Okay. Um, but What's yours? yours? Not everybody has the money to go out and buy the original. And I think it's nice to let people have access to a replica that is a good quality replica and they get to enjoy maybe, you know, a little slice of, of, of that iconic and that piece. Style, yeah. yeah. Okay. So when it comes to materials, you could be looking for things like walnut timbers, uh, leather is, is big in this design style. Chrome, so I know there's a bit of a move, a bit of a move at the moment towards things like brass and copper, still sort of a little bit popular, um, and sort of black metals. Mm. But for mid-century, it was quite a bit about chrome, and I think in the next couple of years you're going to see chrome come back in again. Yeah,
1: I like it, and I mean I think. This style, in in my view, is quite masculine and it does appeal to me a lot. And I think those materials that you're talking about there, the walnut timbers, the leather, chrome and curved timber, are very much iconic to this style and and are very appealing to me. I just, I I like what that brings to a room.
0: Yeah, look, the curved timber, I just wanted to explain a bit about that. That's quite interesting because they did make some seating that sort of had had, uh, curved timber backs on it. And that's another way of softening hard material basically. So they found ways to take essentially what were glass boxes a lot Mm. of the time and sort of soften them a little bit um, with the furniture. In terms of colours we're looking for neutrals and brights. So often um, we want to keep the walls white in mid-century modern but then they'd have splashes of bright orange or green or blue and you might not necessarily want all those these days in your house but there are still ways to bring in sort of bright splashes against these neutrals.
1: So, like with big lamps and stuff like that.
0: Even cushions. Cushions are a really you know affordable way to play around with different colours that you know you might not want to be attached to for years to come, but you could handle it for twelve months.
1: Back in the day, though, some of the colour choices were pretty bold. So prints and and uh, materials that they would have used on on lounges and wallpaper and that sort of stuff as well was pretty out there, wasn't it?
0: It was out there. I mean, these days we can replicate pretty much any colour we want in terms of printing for fabrics or wallpapers. But back then they were still developing that technology. Mm -hmm. So their access to colours and inks and things like that maybe wasn't as wide a spectrum as we can enjoy now.
1: What about patterns like for wallpapers and rugs and stuff like that?
0: Geometrics were quite big, actually, especially for rugs and, like you said, for wallpapers, even for lampshades, they were quite popular as well. And because we were seeing some of the um, furniture had curved elements to it, they sort of... Brought those geometrics to those other soft furnishings. So definitely, there were quite shaggy rugs that you could see a bit, a bit of geometric pattern through, and definitely some wallpapers in some sort of crazy patterns that uh, were quite um, fitting for the time.
1: We were lucky to see some of those types of the patterns and the colours at some some of the properties that we were so lucky to see when we did our our tour of uh, Palm Springs earlier this year.
0: Yeah, I'll, I've plugged him before and I'll plug him again because I think he's the best well in worth the business. Well yep. um, We did the modern tour, which was um, taken by Michael Stern. He is uh, an expert on mid-century modern design. This was in Palm Springs. It was in June uh, June this year. In hindsight, the hottest one of the hottest months to visit. We wondered why there was no one walking around because <laughs> it, it was too hot. Yeah, it was boiling. But uh, Michael's lovely air-conditioned vehicle, uh, we got to see some original mid-century modern homes, both the interiors and the exteriors. Like walking
1: into a time capsule.
0: It was, and we also interestingly got to see some modern interpretations of mid century modern. So, yeah, by
1: modern developers who were taking inspiration from the other properties in Palm Springs.
0: Yeah, and they were quite different, but they still had those sort of fundamental principles that we just talked about just then, um, you could definitely see that coming through in their work.
1: Yeah, things like the, the flat and sloped roofs, indoor, indoor outdoor, outdoor was really important. There was one of the, the new properties we walked into had a like an atrium inside the front door. It's and like a, a
0: central courtyard that, yeah, you could just have sort of as an open air space.
1: It was fantastic, but it also played to the space and gave a feeling of space because of all of the big glass windows instead of walls, effectively. So you're able to see through to some of the back of the property. Then likewise, the big glass sliding door out into the the yard and the pool.
0: Yeah, and I think one thing that the original mid-century modern architects and designers did really well and these people in these newer developments did well is that they created the homes so that they could really take full advantage of the environment around them. For instance, in a lot of the Palm Springs mid-century modern homes, there are views of the mountains because Palm Springs is in a basin. So you really got to enjoy that view from all around and that's really important, to this style.
1: So if you like the sound of that, you can check out some photos from our trip just use the hashtag fsusa tour. All right, this is episode 4 of Lauren's Style School where we help you crack the code on five popular interior design styles. We've already had scandi, uh, we've had hamptons, hamptons, industrial, oh, yes. this is mid-century modern, and now it's time to find out whether you've been paying attention with a quick fire style school pop quiz. Now, I'm going to be the dummy who's asked the questions. You're going to fire them at me.
0: I'm the quiz master. You're
1: the quiz master and the point of this is to find out, well... Whether I've been paying attention, really?
0: Well, it's style school, so I don't know where my apple for the teacher is, but it's certainly <laughs> not here on my desk. I'm
1: hoping to go straight to the head of the class after this and not be the dunce. But uh, we'll see. Let's crack through these three quick questions to see uh, what we've learnt from Style School to date.
0: All right. Question number one: Scott takes us back to week one of the podcast, mm-hmm. Hampton Style. Yeah. Can you tell me what is a typical Hampton Style colour palette? Oh,
1: hang on. Now I should also say here. I have not studied up. I don't know what the questions are that are coming.
0: He just told me to make up three questions, so I've just done it.
1: And this is just based on was I actually paying attention while we were putting together the podcast? Do
0: you need the question repeated?
1: Repeat the question, please.
0: Okay. From week one, can you tell me what is a typical Hampton-style colour palette?
1: Well, I remember um, navy is a a big one that's a, a good neutral and a new neutral for Hamptons. Sandy sort of... Oh, whites, whites is big in Hamptons. Am I on the right track here?
0: You are on the right track. I feel you're maybe bringing (laughs) in a little bit of something else we talked about in Scandi, but essentially you're on the right track. So blue and white, very popular, but all shades of blue. So it doesn't necessarily have to be navy. It can be quite much, you know, a lot brighter indigo sort of colours as well.
1: Okay. All right. I feel like I got half a point for that.
0: Yeah, I'll give you half a point. That's fine. All right. Okay, question. so I'm
1: tracking okay here so far. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you're going okay. I'll let you know. So I
1: was—it's well, proved I was partially listening during Hamptons.
0: I, I think you think you might be procrastinating at this point. But, Let's go to question okay, two. Question two: What color timber is synonymous with Scandi style?
1: What color timber is synonymous with Scandi style? Tone of timber. I want to say.
0: You should know this because we have plenty of it in our house. I want to say blonde. Correct.
1: Yes! Come on! That's one and a half from two.
0: Wow, he's really taking you seriously here. Okay,
1: third and final I'm question. Doing this, I'm doing this, though, for the listener. It's not for me. It's not to show that I was listening. I just want to make sure that by the end of this quiz, if, you know, you're not sure about whether or not you were getting those right or not, you can go back and have a listen.
0: Okay, third and final question. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Name two materials you might use in an industrial interior.
1: Ooh, well... Um,
0: For accessories or, you know, fittings, fixtures, that kind of thing.
1: Well, I want to say like piping in a fire hydrant or something, something like ridiculously like off the street.
0: Well, let me give you a hint. Neither of those is a material.
1: <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to go with exposed uh, brick and and recycled timber.
0: Yes, I will, I will accept that. I would also have accepted copper, concrete, aged nickel, things like that.
1: Okay. So there was a whole list of them I could have rattled So off. you
0: basically, you got two and a half out of three. That's not bad. Yeah. You've been listening. You've high been five. paying attention.
1: Thank you very much. Wow,
0: that was a very hard high five.
1: Sorry. I'm a little bit excited. Now, if you answered all three of those questions correctly. There's no
0: prize. Sorry. <laughs> but
1: you do go to the head of the class. And if you did miss any of those answers, like I missed half of one at the start, but let's not go over that possibly makes you a little bit of a dunce but there is time to make amends by going back and listening to the first three episodes of style school in your favorite podcast app or on the website at au, you can catch up on those first three episodes after you've listened to this one and of course we've got one more to go in the series
0: we do that's next week modern country
1: so we've covered off the essential elements of Mid-century modern. (laughs) A little
0: bit of a brain snap there for a minute. I was
1: having a little stroke, but I'm okay now. And I think now what we need to talk about is how you can get the look in your home.
0: Well, this is my favorite part because I like telling people where to go to spend their money. Yeah. So I'm going to break this up into sort of two different areas. So the first is if you really love this look, you've done your research and you feel like you're ready to commit to an investment piece. And when I say investment, you better have like your checkbook or your black Amex or something out because it's going to cost you.
1: It is a commitment, isn't it? Um,
0: Yes. So I have um, three places that I recommend you take a look at their website, maybe go and visit their showroom. Uh, The first one is hermanmiller.com.au. Herman Miller is... One of the original sort of distributors and makers of mid century modern furniture, um, they are a US based brand, but they do have an Australian uh, outlet. They actually advised on Mad Men. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they made sure that what was being shown on screen was, you know, an authentic um, representation of the time. So
1: they really know their stuff. They
0: absolutely know their stuff. They are the official retailer for Eames chairs in Australia and many other mid century modern designers as well. So a great place to start. Mm, good tip. My second tip is vin- uh, com.
1: We'll put all these in the show notes. I will,
0: yeah. Well, You will, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that one's a little tricky. I even uh, stumbled over it trying to say it earlier.
0: So vamped actually have a couple of stores on uh, the northern beaches and they also have one in Surrey Hills and they find these Beautiful um, mid-century pieces. Some are American. They also have a lot of European pieces as well that um, are still fitting in with this this type of design that we're talking about. A lot of really gorgeous leather pieces. So I definitely recommend going and having a look at one of their showrooms.
1: Okay, and where else would you go if you really wanted to commit to an investment piece? Yeah,
0: look, some people might be familiar with uh, a lot of the mid-century stores that are on Regent Street in Redfern.
1: Oh, yes, this is in Sydney.
0: Yeah, so there used to be one called Retro on Regent that was there. It's now been rebranded. it's a bit of a new venture, the same owners. It's called 68may.com.au.
1: This is a bit of a hub area, isn't it, for this mid-century Yeah, modern... I think
0: they might have actually relocated their their whole shop, though. But if you go on to 68may.com.au, you're going to get all the details and you're going to see some of the beautiful things that they have as well. But, yes, it is a bit of a hub, Regent Street.
1: So that's if you want to spend a big buck, right? But if you're on a little bit more of a, a modest budget, what are the sorts of places that you might like to look to inject some of mid-century modern you know into your home
0: well there are some places i would recommend but there are also just some general tips that i might tell you before you actually go off and spend any of your hard-earned cash so my first tip would be just clear the clutter so mid-century modern is like we said before it's all about displaying a minimal amount of beautiful things so put some things away in the cupboard you can turn things over every six months but yeah put some of it away Then I recommend you source some replica pieces from places like Matt Blatt or Glicks. But as we said before, don't go too crazy with them because it's just going to look really Unauthentic if you have too many of these iconic pieces at home because everybody knows that you're not 99% of us can't afford the real deal. It's kind of
1: like at Christmas, isn't it? When people really overdo the decorations and you're like, enough, take a breath, guys, you're killing me here.
0: Yeah, so maybe you just pick one statement chair or um, some lovely dining chairs to go around a simple table, something along those lines. Nice. Um, Then I think you should look for furniture that has really fine lines and slim legs. So a great place to look for things like that is West Elm. It's actually an American brand. And a few years ago, they started opening stores in Australia. So take a look at their website. Uh, A lot of very um, mid-century inspired pieces um, to find on there. My next tip is when you're looking for timber furniture, look for Walnut and Teak. They are very reminiscent of the time. Mid-century didn't really do the whole blonde, um, scandy, oak kind of a little. No, it was darker colours, wasn't it? It was darker. It was richer. Yeah. Okay, look for a rug with a geometric pattern. So one place that I found recently that I really like is a website called Miss Amara, and we'll put that in the show notes. But Miss Amara has some really lovely geometric pattern rugs in heaps of colours. So you can take your pick there. Keep your walls white and choose a few accent colours through your soft furnishings. So that's Mm -hmm. like we were saying before, it doesn't have to be the oranges and the greens and the teals. By all means, go ahead. That doesn't have to be, but whites and neutrals. And lastly, really treat your outdoor space like it's another room in your home. So I think there are some really great sort of retro palm springsy inspired pieces at Tate Outdoor. I know we've got some great cushions that we bought for our outdoor setting from Tate Outdoor in Melbourne and they also have a store in Sydney.
1: It's a great, great store actually. Yeah, really, really like it.
0: They're sort of at the higher end of the price bracket as well, but I think it's worth it, especially for outdoor furniture where it's exposed to the elements, you're better off paying a little bit more and being able to have something last you longer.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And that's it for my tips.
1: Find out what's trending. Search Find It, Style It on your socials. Hashtag that is a good way to get your your sort of online visual inspo of some of the things that we've been talking about. What are your suggestions for who people check out and some hashtags that people can look at to get inspired?
0: Well, I wanted to give you three people to look at and they are, I would consider them quite purists of the mid-century modern look. But if you get that look right, then you can often find some good quality replica pieces to go with it. But I wanted to show you the top shelf stuff first and then you can sort of get your feel for it. Yep. So my first one is at Modernista. This is actually Tim Ross, you know, Rosso from American Rosso.
1: I was going to just like, you know, have a gag. Is that that's not Tim Ross, the comedian? No, that's him.
0: He is a massive design junkie. And his area of specialty is mid-century modern. Wow. So if maybe you look, we should get
1: him on the podcast.
0: Maybe we should. He, um, Yeah, he's so into it and he writes a lot about design for magazines now. I think he has a show even coming on the ABC wow. that's about design and I think it might be about mid-century design in particular. So
1: Fantastic. I'll have to check that out. It sounds yeah, interesting. Yeah, he lives and- in a
0: beautiful mid-century modern house. Um, it's amazing.
1: Wow. Okay, well, we might reach out to him and try and get him on the pod. He's a funny guy for starters, but it sounds like he knows his stuff.
0: Yeah, Okay, my second one is at Ms.Modernism. This is the Instagram account of Annalisa Capiro, And Annalisa was actually one of my um, teachers at design school. And she is also another massive mid-century modern design junkie. She lives in an authentic, I think it's 1958, um, mid-century home. Oh, wow. Up on the north side of Sydney. Yeah, she has a lot of connections in sort of west coast of America. Um, Yeah, very uh, knowledgeable about this whole design movement. Maybe we
1: need to get them both on and have a mid-century modern off. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a show for you. Finally, um, at Herman Miller. So, we just talked a little bit about Herman Miller before um, about investment pieces, but their Instagram account account is a great one to look at too.
1: Okay. And hashtags?
0: This one's a bit more fun. So, I want you to have a look at hashtag mid-century modern, obviously. Yep. Hashtag palm springs design. There's a few funny things in there. It'll probably give you a bit of a chuckle. But like, if- like
1: giant plastic flamingos or?
0: um, oh, you'll, you'll see. Okay. Some, yeah. <laughs> um, the lesser, the better on that one. I'll check it out. Also hashtag mid-century furniture. Nice. And, of course, our own FSUSA tour hashtag where you'll see lots of mid-century inspired pieces from our Palm Springs trip.
1: Yes, check that out. Let us know what you think as well. Um, keen to hear your thoughts about Style School, about mid-century modern. If there's anything you'd like us to follow up on this, anything that sort of piqued your interest and you want to hear some more about on a later episode. And, of course, if you've got any questions about our upcoming episode on modern multi- Country, you just give us a little snippet about what modern country is going to be about.
0: Well, I just wanted to really come out in favor of modern country because people sort of think country might be a bit daggy, you know. You can kind of imagine your grandma or your auntie's dining setting that's in like that cottagey pine timber and um and floral lounges and things like that. It's so not like that anymore. Modern country is is really quite cool, and I've got some great examples of that to show you next week. It's a very layered, comfy look.
1: Good stuff. Looking to hear. Uh, looking forward to hearing about that here on the Find It Style It podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you like what you're hearing in your favourite podcast app. And uh, if you have any questions or if you'd like to work with Lauren on some in- yeah, in- interiors- in interior styling for your home, email her, lauren at finditstyleit.com.au. That is the show for this week.
0: That's it. Thanks, podcasters. It's been great telling you all about mid-century modern.
1: So nice to reminisce about our trip to Palm Springs. It makes
0: me want to go on holidays again.
1: Yeah. we <laughs> to line that up. See you, podcasters. Bye. Follow Lauren on your socials for latest style trends and tips. Just search Find It, Style It
0: and subscribe now for exclusive perks, discounts and updates about store openings straight into your inbox. Go to finditstyleit.com.au.